Hello, and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness, and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki, and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a glamorous yet rebel lead punkster who moved to London after she ran away from her home in Paris to pursue her own rock and roll rite of passage. In 2009, she formed the band Healthy Junkies with guitarist Phil Honey Jones. The band performs a mix of punk rock with grunge, psychedelic rock, new wave, garage glam, and goth rock, along with a soup con of theater. Please welcome Nina Corson. Nina, welcome to Mixing It. How are you? Hi, Nikki. Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I am so excited to have you on the show. Obviously, I am a rock junkie, so your music and your band's music immediately stuck out to me when I was listening to it. So I'm I'm so excited to have you here. The burning question that everyone, you're welcome. The burning question that everybody wants to know, what made you want to be a singer in a rock band? Well, you know, I started with uh, acting when I was about nine years old. So I kind of always liked uh, the idea of being on the stage from a very young age. And uh, then I discovered Nirvana and the Riot Girls movement and grunge when I was uh, a teenager. And it made me want to be in a band and I kind of went from acting on the stage to uh, singing, and it happened quite naturally, really, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I've heard that a lot, that sometimes people start doing one performing arts type of, you know, whether it be acting and then going from acting to singing or vice versa. So that's really cool. But how yeah, did and you I end think- up moving to the U.K.? Oh, go ahead. You can answer that. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to say also because in theater, in acting, you have to kind of learn a script uh, when, you know, in, in the music, it's a lot more freeing to express yourself, you know, with your own lyrics and your own message. And that's why I think music kind of like works better for me anyway. Yeah. I can certainly relate to that. I don't think that I would be a very good actress, even though I've always said I would love to be like an extra or do like voiceover work, but I like being able to write my own songs and express myself that way. So I can certainly relate to that. Yes. (laughs) How did you end up moving to the UK? Well, basically I was in France, um, you know, just turned 18 and I just had a very bad relationship with my family run away from home many times and I wanted to, to do music and there, the musical scene in Paris wasn't really happening and uh, I was hearing so many great bands from the UK and I just thought, you know, I, I've got to go there and check out the scene. So I just went uh, in 2005 and started, you know, meeting a lot of 
cool people in bands, musicians, and uh, there was a real scene there, like underground scene, you know, that we don't have in Paris, really. It must be a little bit unique, I guess, for you, because, you know, you're, you're, you're French in an industry that's primarily been dominated by the U.K., and USA for the most part, right? I mean, it's not like there's a lot of French grunge rock and roll type artists. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's, that's very true, especially when I started, uh, in, you know, a few years ago now. But I would say that now it's very different. There, there are a lot of uh, people from all over the world in bands, you know, a lot more. And even though it's still dominated by the UK and the American market, I think there is a bit more of a uh, you know, European scene emerging. Anyway, we know so many musicians in London. They're from all over, you know, all over the world, really. So um, it's just that just not, uh, they're just not famous. People don't know who they are. It's very much underground. So, we, you know, in terms of mainstream, it hasn't broken through, really. But I think it's it's getting there. I think it's getting there, too. And I do think that there's a lot more opportunity, if you will, at least nowadays with uh, social media, uh, different avenues. I was just reading today that TikTok is very prevalent with, with young, art, young artists and, and people trying to make a name for themselves. But even for music discovery that a lot of yeah. people are starting to discover different bands, different types of genres, people from different locations, just because of the, the social media impact. And then yeah, it's like independent it's artists. Everything. Yeah, it's changed everything, really, you know, in terms of exposure and um, for people, because everybody can uh, record in a room, make a record in their room if they want, and put it online. And you know what I mean? It's kind of made it more accessible, I think. No, you're exactly correct. Exactly correct. So, so tell us what's different about your band and why people should listen to you. Well, I would say, you know, the, the one thing I could think about is that we don't really fit in any genre. Like when people say to me, what kind of music do you play? I, I can never answer that question. And I think that kind of makes it interesting because... There's a lot of uh, styles in there and uh, a lot of inspirations. And sometimes we don't even know what we're going to be playing on stage. Um, you know, I remember one time we, we had a different lineup and they didn't remember. I mean, they, they didn't know a lot of our songs because we didn't have time to rehearse a lot. And so we had to make up a song on stage, like a jam, you know, and it became one of our, uh, you know, one of our singles shortly after but like I love the idea that we just create in the moment and it's always different and you never know what's going to happen and yeah that would be a pretty good reason to come and check out a show you know that is because I'm actually I'm very the opposite where I I, I like to, to plan things out and like to kind of stick to a structure but it sounds like going to one of your shows, so even seeing multiple shows, they could com be completely different, which actually is, is very cool because somebody could conceivably go see you one night and then go see you maybe three nights later and get a completely different experience. So I think that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it's all about instincts. Sometimes on stage, it's all about the mood as well. You know what I mean? But I, just, I think we like to experience um, different areas every time we're on stage. It's almost like a constant uh, change happening and uh, it's a bit of a challenge, but it keeps it interesting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the songs that you sent me uh, to share. It's called Some Kind of Girl. Can you tell us a little bit about that song and what is it about? Yes, uh, there's a video on YouTube that you can check out, actually. And it's literally about abuse at work, in the work environment. Um, you know, in the lyrics of the Some Kind of Girl video, it's about someone not being taken seriously uh, as a woman and that happened to my mum actually uh, she was harassed you know by by one of her boss and so much that she almost had like a, a aneurysm you know like the blood pressure went crazy so like I know you can do that to people and I've experienced it myself as well when I moved to London and I walked you know I had like a lot of uh, little jobs to start with and uh, it was kind of a uh, quite hard you know as a young woman who didn't really know her way and I guess that song is about that yeah well it's a good message to share because I do know that you know even today we sometimes still struggle with that type of scenario and I'm thrilled to be able to share this song with everyone so we're going to pop this in this is Some Kind of Girl by Healthy Junkies.
God. I just absolutely love that. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. No, I mean, it's, you've got, you remind me a little bit, um, you know, obviously you don't sound like them, but the, um, it sound like this person, but the, the band reminds me almost a little bit um, Nirvana-ish. Uh, well, you, you know, you've got you know, that this, kind of. This is my favorite band, so thank you so much. That's like the ah. best of it's the best of compliments, you know, uh, someone could give me. Yeah. See, and I didn't even know that. I'm just like sitting here listening, and I'm like, well, you know, she's kind of sounds a little bit like Nirvana. So I'm excited. I'm glad that 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 kind of relate that related to you because really, I am I'm a huge huge fan of this type of music. And it's it's not very, very common to find female fronted bands that play and perform this type of music. Have you come across any like advantages or disadvantages of being a, a woman in this industry, especially because this genre tends to be fronted by men? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely had uh, both, you know, advantages and disadvantages. Uh, I guess, the, you know, the downfall is that if you look at festival bills, um, it's always male-dominated, really, and it's, it's uh, I, I find it more difficult as a woman to uh, break through. That's, that would be the first thing. And also being taken seriously, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I always tell that story, but to me, this is the most marking. But I remember being in the backstage room, and I was the only girl on the bill, and uh, uh, the band members would all said hi to each other, but I wasn't treated like a band member. You know, I was, I just completely got ignored, and then that kind of situation happens, and then some people just want to take a picture with you, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, for that reason, I would say this is difficult to be a woman in that industry and uh, you have to be, you know, make sure that you're, you're in a safe environment as well at gigs uh, and crowded places. And uh, But I would say one good thing about it is along the years, I've noticed there's a lot more women around doing it, picking up our uh, singing and uh, a lot more in the scene around me. On the bill I play, I always make sure I play with all the women on the bill you know, and uh, it makes it safer, really, for all of us. And, you know, we shouldn't have to think like that. We shouldn't have to say, you know, it makes it safer, really. It should be safe anyway. But this is one of the downfall. And, you know, more exposure for, for more women and uh, more radio play, more, you know, more women on festivals, really. That That's still, you know, even if it's got better in terms of there's more diversity around but it still needs to be represented and uh, that we're not there yet with that, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I would agree. And to be honest, that's, that's one of the reasons why we started our organization, Sisters in Music, is to raise awareness, promote and support other women, because that actually is something that in order to make change, we need to stop looking at each other as competition and start embracing each other as a sisterhood so that we can do the things, like you said, we can, we can start performing together because 
I'm sure you've run across it where you might be performing with another band that has a female fronted singer. And there's always like that, oh, you know, why did they get this spot or why, you know, they look this way, and it, which is ridiculous where we should just be embracing each other and supporting each other and being there for each other because, yes. like you, you yes. said. Definitely. And, you know, I, and I find a lot more women are uh, into that kind of uh Alitina, they're not looking at each other. I mean, of course, there will always be some, but I think it's, there's more of a sisterhood and um, more of a solidarity between women now, you know, than there's ever been, really. I mean, in my experience, anyway, I see it more and more around me now, and it's, it's very nice to stick together. Um, you know, because the whole world is against us, so we might as well stick together, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. 110% agree with that. So you and the band have done a lot of touring, including in the U.S. Obviously, COVID, you know, has put a damper on that. But prior to that, what was it like touring all over the world? Yeah, well, actually, the the U.S. tour was my favorite tour ever, you know. Um, We did the West Coast. Um, That was Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, San Diego, uh, and a few other cities. But... That was the best. I really liked the audience in the U.S. Um, it was, you know, just, just different to the U.K. in the sense that maybe they appreciated us more because we were coming from so far away and we really felt like welcome there. Uh, and, you know, also touring in Europe is great. They take care of you. They put you up. They, they feed you. Uh, you know, the U.K. is probably the only place in the world where... <laughs> fans don't get that, you know, so it's kind of nice to go abroad and have that experience and just life on the road, it's it's addictive, you know, it's uh, very difficult to come home to and not being on the road anymore and this post-tour depression kind of thing, so I guess COVID was like the worst thing that could ever happen for musicians because, but in some way I think people got creative as well and they recorded some songs, they wrote some songs, so it was no bad. But it, it was definitely, when I think about life before COVID, I, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, we were so lucky. We, we didn't realize, you know. Yes. No, I completely understand. And, and that's a lot. I've heard a lot of people say the same things. I mean, obviously, you had to take a break from touring. I mean, did you do other things? Because, you know, not touring for over a year is probably culture shock. But what were some of the things that you did to fill the time? Well, we did a lot of uh, videos. You know, we shot a lot of videos. Uh, so, you know, you just edit them at home, which is, like, pretty straightforward. You don't have to go anywhere for that. And, you know, we we did a lot of recording as well. Uh, we songwriting. So all the things that we couldn't really do before because we were always playing. So a lot of things got... Um, you know, where our schedule was very, like, busy, so busy that we couldn't uh, get on with recording our album or, or, you know, editing. And so, in a way, I kind of enjoyed it at the beginning because I thought, oh, yes, we've got time to do all those things finally. But then after a while, it, it got a bit kind of um, depressing because uh, missing, missing the shows, missing, missing performing, you know, because the performance at the end of the day it's a different art to um the songwriting and uh, 
you can get quite addictive as well. Yes. Yep. No, I totally understand and agree with you. There's there's it's two different artistic expressionisms, if you will, you know, one writing the song, but then being able to go and actually perform live, you know, with a live audience is definitely a, a different type of atmosphere that you're dealing with. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, uh, you run a monthly live music night and an annual festival in Camden, London. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I've I've, I've started uh, promoting in 2012, so doing my own events. Uh, yeah, at the Unicorn, which is like 10 minutes away from where we live, so it, it's very convenient and it's like our second living room, I always call it. Um, so we've been doing events, we've been booking bands, kind of not creating a scene because the scene has always been there, but bringing people together. And uh, we've met so many people through it, and uh, it was really, you know, such a good experience. And we've done a festival, it's, we've only been running it for four years now, and basically we try to include as many bands as we can uh, on that festival, and it's about 27 bands over three days. Um, with DJs and um, yeah, we, we we've had to cancel. We, we were supposed to do our festival in September, but we, we all the band got COVID, so we had to cancel it. And we've rescheduled it to February eleventh, uh, twelfth, and thirteenth. So on the Valentine weekend uh, next year, and we're hoping it's all going to go to plan, and we're not going to be stopped by uh, the virus again. Oh, well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that you guys can have that. I know that uh, things change day in and day out, even in the States. Sometimes you can, uh, you know, sometimes events are going off and then sometimes they're not. So everybody is still being very, very fluid. But I will keep my fingers crossed that that can definitely happen for you yes, in February. So. <laughs> awesome. You'll have to make you'll have to make sure that we get the dates for that so we can help uh promote that for you. That would be our pleasure to do that. So with that I'd like to take a short break here for a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is chatting with that. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on the Sim Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network and my super cool and talented guest, Nina Corson from Healthy Junkies. And she is calling me all the way from the UK, and I really, really appreciate that. And it's so exciting to have her on the show. Before we get to the second song that you brought to share... I do know that you write songs and you are a songwriter. So I ask all of my songwriters to share a tip or trick or a piece of advice that they have learned that may help other budding songwriters. So do you have anything that you would like to share with our budding songwriters out there? Well, I mean, you know, for me, it's always been the same way. I would say one of the things that makes it easier for me is to write um, the lyrics after I've got the music because 
for me, like when you write the words, it's easier to have a melody. So then, you know, you know what structure to give it and what phrases, all that kind of thing. And then you can inspire new lyrics once you have the, uh, you know, the melody first. But then I guess it's different for everyone. And I know people, you know, sometimes have the words first and that's fine. But I know for me, it makes it easier and it inspires me you know, uh, with my world and my message. And uh, I would say that's, that's not really a trick, but it's just the way I do it, yeah. Do you use any type of, like, do you keep a notepad or do you, a lot of yes. us have said that we use our, yeah, we use, like, notepads or I do voice recordings, you know, now on our oh, phones. Yeah. We can just oh, yeah, talk yeah. into I the mean, phone and, and yeah, I have like I have tons of you know recording on on my phone and then and tons of lyrics as well in my notes. That's for sure. But like, and it's all about yeah, picking you know picking the one that you think because sometimes you record the things and the next day you, you don't like it anymore. But it's it's nice to have them here with you. I'm a little bit like you. I often hear music or you know somebody will send me just like a blank track and I'll, I'll I'll then start hearing lyrics on top of it but I do write the other way as well I'll also you know just write a whole bunch of lyrics and then say you know hey if somebody wants to use these and, and put music to them they can so but yeah I mean I, I, I tend to do feel a little bit more comfortable the same way that you write with doing the music first and then working on the lyrics based upon like the theme of the music or the vibe of, of the, it. the yeah. melody and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, because then, you know, depending on the melodies and it kind of dictates what it's going to be about. It's like, sometimes I don't even set up a plan or I don't even know what the song's going to be about. And I just play and I'm like, Oh, that, that reminds me of that. You know, I mean, some of the time I know exactly what I want to write about. So it's different for every song, but I think the the music kind of definitely uh, inspire a lot. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Way cool. Well, tell everyone about Streets of Olympia from the Forever on the Rolled album. So Streets of Olympia, basically, that's about our U.S. tour. Um, when we went to Olympia... We met uh, a lot of teenagers there because we did some under-18 shows. And uh, those teenagers were actually all homeless and, and living in a in a car park down the road. And we just basically noticed how much, um, you know, homeless people they were. And they were all so nice. They came to the gig and, they, you know, they didn't have that much money anywhere but they kind of like tried to, to buy CDs and he was like I, I couldn't believe it but and they were all into their music so much and I thought you know it'd be nice to write a song for them because it was lovely meeting them and they were so artistic as well um, really cool but really nice experience it's the kind of people you meet on the road that you know you never forget that's absolutely brilliant, and we're going to play this for everyone. So this is Streets of Olympia by Healthy Junkies.
was Streets of Olympia by Healthy Junkies. That's a really, really, really cool song. And again, the, the vibe of your music is just so exciting to me. This is, I'm actually getting ready to plan out uh, potentially another EP myself and the producer or, you know, one of my friends that I'm going to be working with, they were like, well, what kind of music do we want to do? And I'm like, you know, I'm not really sure. I kind of want to rock out. I mean, I'm just, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play them some of your music and say, this is what I want to do. Oh, wow. That's that's (laughs) awesome, you know. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's fun. It's, your music is fun. It's, it's upbeat. It's, it's positive. It like really, you know, gives you that like vibe where, I mean, I, I tend to to write a lot of like ballads and like sappy type of love songs and things like that. And, you know, I, I, which is great, but at the same point, I'm just like, Ballads are great, you know. Well, yeah, they are, but. Yeah, we, you know, we have a few, we have a few kind of um, more chilled ballad type songs as well. You know, we always have like a couple, couple like that on the album. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we did a cover of a Nirvana song and the one we picked was actually Something in the Way, which is one of their most quiet song ever. And uh, I think it's great to do both. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good to do both. I completely agree, but I'm feeling like I need some, like, you know, pumped up, like, type music. I'm in that type of mode where I just kind of want to, like, do something different. So your your music is what I'm going to play for my friend, and I'm going to say, let's do something like this. Uh, So cool. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Future plans. What do we have to look forward to from Healthy Junkies? What's coming down the pipe? Well, actually, we've just spent uh, two days with my friend Aries, who's in a band, actually, that you should check, called Witch of the East from Leeds, uh, north of England. And we've just been spending two days editing uh, a video. Well, Aries did most of the work, actually. And uh, it's for a new single, called Cry of the Wolves, uh, and this song basically is about a friend of ours who died um, last year, and uh, we did this song for him because he used to come to a gig, and he was always there at the front, uh, every single one. We even took him to Manchester with us. You know, he was a great friend of ours, and uh, he passed away, so we did that. We wrote that song for him, and he was a bit, he was dressing like a vampire, uh, with a cat, you know, and so we went into the wood and, and did a super cool video, and I'm I'm really excited about this coming out, and uh, we've been recording an album as well, which is probably not going to be coming out before next year, I don't think, and um, yeah, we've been, you know, we've got a festival coming up, obviously, you know about that, and uh, lots of gigs, uh, lots of, uh, we're doing a tour next month in England, we play in quite a few cities, like Manchester, Leeds, Glasgow, uh, Leicester. So, yeah, look out, look out for that if you're in the UK and you're listening. And, uh, yeah, we, we, I think that's about it. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Are we doing, we're doing a, yes. a tour? We're doing a, tour, a couple of tours next year. Well, one with Witch of the Years and then another one with another three bands, um, uh, 
and it's called the lips can kill so we call it because we're all you know women um in bands and four bands getting four bands of women getting together and all playing together on the same deal for like um 10 days so yeah i, I can send you the poster for that because i'm sure you'd like to promote that too it's, it's, it's quite a good uh concept actually Yes, absolutely. Be sure we have that. And I'm excited to see that you have a busy schedule. I am very sorry for the loss of your friend. And I'm sure that the the song that you have written for that individual will be nothing short of fantastic based upon the music that you have shared with me. Is there anything else before we sign off that you would like to share with our listeners how about where they can find you on social media sure so we have a website uh uk. so they can see all our dates on there and uh, our merch and any any infos about the bands then we're on instagram as well it's healthy underscore junkies and we're on Facebook too, which is uh, Healthy Junkies Band. And we've even got a TikTok, even though we don't really post on it. But yeah, you can find us on there too. Awesome. I'm not a big TikTok fan either, but I'm getting there slowly but surely. I'm I'm learning how to use it I and know, post I things know. on there. <laughs> it's just it's always it it gets to the point where you're like, okay. You know, it's almost too much. But TikTok's nice because if you post on TikTok, you can actually post uh, right from TikTok to Instagram. So they do have it linked so that you only have to do, you know, one. You don't have to do both places. But anyway. So, no, it's a bit of a different audience as well on TikTok, you know, which is why I'm not so um, used to it. But mainly Instagram and Facebook, the, you know, old school one. The old school one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Oh, Nina, it has been such a wonderful pleasure having you on the show. I'm so glad that we have been able to make this happen. It has been exciting to share you, to share your music, to share the band, Healthy Junkies. I'm a huge fan, and thank you so much for taking the time out because I do know that it is late for you, so I really appreciate that. So, everyone, check out Healthy Junkies. Thanks for tuning in for Mixing It. On behalf of Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris, and until next time, keep on mixing it. 